Live from the UK. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Today, I'm really, really happy and blessed to have Melody in the house. Melody, she is Associate Director for Infection Control. So we just want to have a conversation in around some of the most important issues facing mental health at the moment. You know there's a global pandemic still amongst us how we combat that, making sure people get vaccinated. And we're going to talk about sports, mental health, as well as how can we encourage more people into this space. So with no further ado, Melody, how are you doing? You okay? I'm fantastic, Douglas. I'm really honoured to be on this um, show with you today. So I'm really excited um, to, to speak to you and everybody else. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Everyone say hi. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, no. We've been trying to tee up this conversation for quite a while. And I know you're a very, very busy individual. So um, on the behalf of all the Mic Drop Club listeners, I have to extend our uh, heartfelt gratitude that you freed up this time, this evening, it's eight o'clock. You know, I know there's tons of things you should be doing, but to just to have a conversation with us around um say vaccinations and how do you think that's going thus far but in terms of uptake it seems like we've we've done well as as a nation we've done really really well there's been a huge uptake there's been a lot of work being done by various um professionals there's been teams that have been set up the collaborated um effort mm-hmm. has achieved fantastic results and we can see it in terms of the cases and the number of deaths as well that's that's a brilliant but in terms of just taking a look at the the bigger picture uh vaccinating a whole population the uk has 67 million people approximately that um uh, that live there how do you think um it's gone and is were there any lessons do you think that still needs to be learned in ensuring say marginalized groups of people still come forward and get vaccinated? I think, Douglas, it's always good to look at why people were hesitant, isn't it? And I'm not going to bore everyone with with the reasons because we all know them. Um, There was a lot of myths and issues. But I think it's also very important to think about um, how do we support people to actually understand um, the importance of being vaccinated? Um, I I think history hasn't served us well. Um, with previous vaccinations like polio, the polio vaccination in Nigeria, the uptake was absolutely low. um, And it was understandable because of the way it was being presented. Um, There was the issues in in Zimbabwe as well, that um, polio vaccinations were were not, were not, were not, uh, the the uptake was really, was poor because people were concerned about infertility. So there are issues, um, real issues that I think 
they do need to be listened to. So it's, it's just really thinking about why are people hesitant and then yeah. addressing that. I know um, the government injected 23 million in, um, in really trying to encourage um, vaccinations and that was mm. given to 60 local authorities. And um, what they've done is put together some champions, um, vaccination champions that would go out into the community, community, into the hard to reach areas and really sort of you know, train, promote the vaccination mm. in a language that people understand, in a format that they would really understand. But there's still the issue of why are they still not doing it? And I think it boils down again to one, like I said, trust. trust um, yeah. Who's delivering the message? Who do people trust? I, I trust my religious leaders. Mm. Um, and a lot of people do. Um, mm. They trust religious leaders. There's been a lot of work with, um, with, with, you know, with prayer groups and people talking and encouraging the uptake of the vaccination, which is brilliant. But I think a lot of people, it's about the religion, isn't it? It's about the faith as well. So you've got to consider that and really sort of reach those communities and those leaders that people will listen to. Um, I think GPs have developed some real trust-based relationships with some of their patients. I'm not saying all, but people tend to trust their GP. And how many GPs are actually vaccinating in their surgeries where people feel more comfortable, more relaxed to talk about their underlying health conditions or anything like that? Question mark. You know, I think vaccination centers are great, but people shy away from them. You know, in a, in a GP surgery behind closed doors, it's private, it's confidential. I'll tell you something that's interesting. I hope I'm not rambling on. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm totally engrossed in what you're saying, and I totally um, second and or underscore everything you're saying there. The the whole route around religious leaders and finding people that that have that trust, which is very, very, very important. As a fellow nurse myself, clinician, I I, uh, I know all too well that trust is the bedrock of everything that we do. So for some communities where trust historically has not been there from any authority, from judicial systems, from policing to health, you know, um, when that trust isn't um, at its best, you can, you can understand there will be a slow uptake in vaccinations. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Another thing that I'm also thinking about and questioning and actually doing a little bit of an analysis on is the number of people that have said they've been vaccinated and, um, and actually coming out and being open about it. I think there's a lot of people that mm. are not being very open about eventually allowing mm. themselves to be vaccinated and agreeing to it. And I think, again, it's about, it's about um, you know, the community you're in, yeah. The, the beliefs around that community, the influence, that, that, that what, what influences you the mm. most, and, and that's your community. And, and, and I've met with some healthcare professionals that, um, that haven't told their families mm. that they've been vaccinated. And that's very interesting. Um, yeah. they, they don't want their family members to know. And if yeah. one family member came back and said, oh, I've been vaccinated today, who knows, the rest of the family would then go and get yes. vaccinated. Yes. So I think there's something about about that, um, maybe reaching out to families and doing some kind of family therapy, some kind, kind of not the therapy, but some kind of family work yeah. around um, hesitancy and the vaccination and and just providing that reassurance. The yeah. the problem is there. 
you know, yeah. there, there has been a disproportionate effect on, 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 on certain groups of people. I don't personally like to say BAME, I really don't, but mm. I think there has been a disproportionate um, impact. Um, the first hundred people that passed away because of the, the virus in the NHS were, 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 were um, of, of, well, I think it was, oh gosh, my figures now. I think there was such a disproportionate number as well yes. of how many of those were, yeah. were, were black. I yeah. think it was 20% yes. were black of the first hundred. Mm. And um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a large number. It's large numbers. And um, again, when we take a look at statistics, it's, it's crazy how they will massage data to present certain information in one way, because if, if it's around 20% and we know black people make up only 3% of the population, you know, it's disproportionately high. You know, yeah. um, there's sometimes the, the, the statistics, if they're able to be um, harmonized or normalized in language, people can then um, understand the impact is having a lot quicker. Um, yes. And one of the things, as you said, in terms of people coming forward to say they've been vaccinated or they're not being vaccinated or they at least state or articulate um, coherently the reasons for not vaccinating. I know um, within my family, there are members that are still hesitant and it has caused a rift in, in communities, particularly under a black ethnic minority communities where um, having a vaccine or not having a vaccine can literally um, be... Can, you can sever the ties with family members over it, you know, because yeah. they, they, some people really hold dear to that. You got, I'm uh, not to show what the stance is for people who are Jehovah's Witness, but certainly there's some religious persuasions where you shouldn't be, shouldn't allow anything foreign into your body, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then I think there's a compelling reason to move forward uh, with assurance and ride out that storm with people because again um set aside from the covid um, um license or passport as they like to frame it there's something that we have to have a duty of care for other people and Absolutely. for those people i've spoken to a lot of it's been about regaining control yeah and yeah and it, yeah and, and that's been the common theme it's been around control I, I, i'm in control of my choice i want to make a choice and i want to do it on my own terms not when somebody else mm -hmm. tells me to do it so yeah absolutely but you know what was very interesting as well was mm. when uh, the time that the vaccination was running out um, mm. we had low supplies and um it was interesting that at that point they'd said if you've booked your appointment by such a date you can mm. still have your vaccination mm. there was a sudden rush of people <laughs> booking their appointments so there was something about availability <laughs> and access to it that was just like maybe maybe that maybe should be the strategy <laughs> to say yeah. oh it's running out and then a whole lot of people will rush i'll tell you something else mm. that's really interesting is um incentives mm. um i won't name names but there are certain authorities that are using some of the funding to to give people a, a certain token um to to be able to travel to a mm. vaccination center yes. so it's a, yes. it's a it's a it's almost an, an incentive to say we'll give you a certain amount mm -hmm. um get vaccinated and I'm again the uptake Okay. I'm much? all for that. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I'm I'm a big believer in what we like to term gamification. 
<laughs> so that you, you make it a game you know you have to have an incentive you see a lot with people who are as intervention for people who are depressed or or for or to improve the diet if you maintain a healthy diet you get um discounts for um meals or gym membership or whatever it is you need to have some sort of incentive to encourage people to change their behavior and at least exactly. that way they can engage with our services in a more consistently as as i'll say and be better ambassadors my mom um she told me very at a very early age that uh, the most powerful uh, the most powerful thing in this universe is a changed mind and I have, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my mom, my mom is, is, is she, I told her, I always tell her that she's a philosopher. She, she just, she just <laughs> shoes, shoes me away. She says, go away. I'm busy. Um, but yeah, um, nothing more power than change mind because for those people who are on the fence or those people who are, who truly have dug their heels and say, no, I don't want it. If we are able to win their hearts and minds and get them to see the benefits in a way yeah. that, they understand so that yes. they can make an informed decision you know yeah um, absolutely they'll they work out they'll be the, they're the biggest advocates they'll be the biggest cheerleaders opposed to finding people who just okay yeah i just do as i'm told so i just had it done you know yeah. when they they might not be the best people to present a compelling reason to do it because they're yeah. all for do as you are told type generation absolutely absolutely that model, that, the absolutely. model patient <laughs> that's the model patient but then how do you um ring fence them as well oh this, this, this is it it's identify them as you talked about church groups um we do know these community groups if we could like for example every person i i speak to from any ethnic background and besides that any background whatsapp creates siloed groups based upon either family membership or some common common thing if we're able to somehow access these groups which are hard yeah. it's hard there's no doubt it's very hard, hard. they're closed groups you know um you know <laughs> even like i look at look at my phone and I look at my whatsapp group memberships the family ones and my close they're like closed groups <laughs> yeah which, exactly yeah in which there are there are also rules of engagement <laughs> on each of yeah. these groups yeah but no, then you see with the yeah with the myths and all this i think a lot of it spread like a wildfire because of those you know how we treat them uh, um, uh, um affirmed how we treat the young is so so important and just because we are, are outwardly healthy it doesn't mean that we can take that for granted to equally we need to be making sure that we're vaccinated. this is not the first time human beings have created vaccines you know exactly it's a normal exactly. thing you know it's a normal thing to do so um we need to take that embrace it um whether or not you're 100 agreeing with it that's another story and ask yourself how many things in this world do we do that we're not 100 sure about yeah how many things too many oh, things to oh count. gosh so many so many so yeah. many we're, we're not even sure of, of going out of the house and 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 what will happen when you're out on the street yeah, exactly exactly so you can protest all you like that's 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 evidence of being in a, a democracy so you can protest your your view that's fine but again i'll quote my mom be on the right side of history 
you know, you make a decision today, you're on Trafalgar Square tomorrow, you're, you're protesting that you want ever, all these um, restrictions lifted. Ask yeah. yourself, fast forward if you can, your imagination 20 years time from now, when vaccine, this vaccine is going to be as standard as say the BCG, MRI and all Absolutely. the MRI scan, MRI, not MRI scan, what am I saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> measles, mumps and rubella, rubella um, vaccines. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a norm of that. And your picture might be <laughs> framed on the wall on top of um, Nelson's column or, 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 or a line in Trafalgar Square calling for vaccines to be um, abolished and all that nonsense. So please, yeah, your views are, are, are welcome, but take a look at the evidence as it's presented. Absolutely. And it'll be very nice for you to know I've had both my vaccinations. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic Mic Drop. I'm not a fan of needles. As, as a nurse, I'm not a fan of needles. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, but yeah, you know, I've done it and yeah, I'm still here. And You're I'm, right, Douglas. Everyone needs to take responsibility and and just do the right thing. Um, let's yeah. do it for each other. Let's achieve herd immunity and mm-hmm. get as all of us vaccinated and beat this disease that has just really, really crippled the whole economy. The macro, the micro is crippled. Yeah. The, the whole the globe so yeah. let's let's do this let's just do this yeah brilliant brilliant I, I, I can't add to that one that's the excellent one i just got to talk to you about very quickly about the mental health in sports and mental health has been moving slowly up the agenda it's one of the topics that unifies both both houses you know you, you mentioned mental health and all mps say me too me too me too so that's, yeah. that's, that's good. But what actually happens on the ground, that's for politics. But in sports, it's just, it's just being opened up by Naomi Osaka's um, situation when she uh, felt she wasn't able to uh, give a press conference due to her mental state. What's your view yeah. about that? Well, she's a young woman and she's got a talent and she's done extremely well for herself. But being this excellent figure, um, mm. she she's also got that side of her that she she she, she gets anxious. Yeah, yeah. She gets anxious mm. about being in public and being interviewed. And a lot of us get anxious about many different things. I think we all suffer anxiety in one way or another. Mm. And for Naomi, it was just purely the, the 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 fact that she has to sit in front of these cameras and be asked all these questions that she feels can be very intrusive and demoralizing and she's opted not to be exposed to it because she knows herself and i think that's the most important thing is know yourself and what what your limits are because sometimes we get pushed into this corner by society and 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 we and we're not comfortable and it affects our mental health and that's what she's just saying is that yes i've got this talent yes i've done extremely well but i just don't want to be you know interviewed and i don't want to put my whole life out and i don't want to be questioned and i think we should respect that we should respect what people wish for and actually allow them their privacy especially at that young age Look at mental health with younger younger children. I mean, with younger adults, um, it spiked during the the, the pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely, um, it spiked. Alarming figures, alarming, and um, there's just we, we've got to think about the the the, the not not just the the age. I mean, I'm not I'm not 
talking about age at all, but the the impact of the virus and and then of course where you're a sports figure and you've got all this going on as well and you're trying to actually grow up and just live your life i think it has an impact and and she spoke out and i'm and i'm and i'm proud of her because yes she's been fined which is very 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 punitive but she's managed to stand her ground and understand her health and that comes first doesn't it your health yes your well-being yeah yeah and she, for me, it was very, very um, disappointing to, to 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 see that how it played out, because yeah. um, mental health is one of those hidden um, afflictions, and you have to work on the strength that you be, you believe and you trust the person telling you that they're not well. Um, yeah. So, if you're a sponsor, if you're a big sponsor for Naomi, and you say, "Look, we pay you X amount millions per year," get on with it. What would be your rebuttal? What would you be saying back in terms of raising awareness to mental health? Mm, I would be saying um, raising awareness to mental health. I would be saying, you know what? Um, the money is fantastic, but your, your mental health comes first and, and, and your health. You know what they say is health is wealth? Correct. <laughs> health Correct. is wealth. If, if, yeah. if, you know, you can inject that amount and, and, and push someone mm. and then they're not able to do it because yes. they are now crippled, crippled by their condition mm. and they are unable to, to move forward. So I think it's about listening. I think... Being a, a mental health um, specialist myself, I think people do need to be heard. People need someone who listens and actually pays attention and then molds everything around that um, to make sure that they feel supported and cushioned so that they can perform really, really well and know that they've been, they've been protected um, where they feel they need to be protected. So I think there needs to be a, a real balance there um yeah. so so that 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 would be my comment no absolutely and I, again I, I totally agree with that um that your your position there money has nothing to do with mental health has yeah. nothing zero to do so any sometimes when this first this news first broke out these were the things that i was hearing you know she sponsored she's highly successful as if somehow mental health um protects you from all of these things. It doesn't. In fact, some would argue it, uh, it makes you more exposed to these feelings. As you quite rightly said, the, the COVID pandemic, you're at your peak in terms of your health, your age, all of those things, and then everything's locked, but you have to still train at your highest when there's so many restrictions. Um, we in the health profession, we always talk about parity of esteem, you know, and uh, it's, it's funny how you see uh, we can have these conversations in terms of hospital treatments and how we have to modernize, modernize revolutionize the way we deliver care um, to, to in individuals. But the, the institutions that are existing still need to, um, need to be re-educated in around mental health. You know, yeah. sports, entertainment, um, all, all, of these, all of these other industries that are still wedded to the old way of doing things. I think there's a lot of tradition in terms of, um, because one thing I observed, sorry, I'll go off a tangent, but this is something I find interesting. Yeah. Tennis is one of those sports, right? That 
it's like they call it the gentleman's game, right? The gentleman's mm-hmm. game. So when if me and you're playing tennis, you beat me, right? The tradition is we walk towards each other and we meet at the middle of the court, isn't it? At the middle of the net, right? And we shake yeah. hands, right? That's right. Yeah, to just demonstrate. But that is very, very difficult to do anyway <laughs> for, for the loser to accept. Yeah. But what you tend to find if you study the unit, the behavior is the, the, if you've won, you might throw your racket in the air. Yeah. You yeah. might do a moonwalk or whatever it is. But when you walk yeah. in towards me, you normally will be graceful because there's some empathy, there's some compassion, isn't it? <laughs> your, exactly. your head will be like down. I'm feeling so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even though you yeah. walk me, yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. You know, there's that compassion. Which I which yeah. I do find nice, and you compare it to um, say football, when they score goals and they take off the t-shirt and they woo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> antagonize like, the fans and all those yes, things. So, yes. so you find sports have a have a different way of um, expressing how they feel, but nevertheless, one thing that we can um, say for certain that press conferences are nerve wracking. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's some researchers say that the, the three biggest fears that we have, stereotypically saying, is mm-hmm. fear of public speaking is always the top three. Yeah. So can, can you imagine after every game, you have to have all these cameras flashing, asking you intrusive thoughts. And some of the questions, at, at least, um, are not the most sensitive if you've lost. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the other two, I think the other two were, were other two you don't even want to be in front divorce. of the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, everyone's like a scared head, um, a scared, um, what's it called? Roadkill, a scared um, deer in the headlights. That's, 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 what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, people are scared naturally. We're being, some yeah. people never get used to it, so they take drugs to, to take the edge of that. So that's how they're managing, but that's an artificial um, so now yeah. we respect Naomi for her stance. I think she she as a role model is um, putting her neck above the parapet. She didn't yes. need to do yes. that. She didn't need to. But then if you go back as well to the Williams sisters, I mean, mm. they really um, stood out. Um, Venus, I don't know if you remember one of her games, um, was it with where she had her beads in her hair mm. and one of the beads fell off. <laughs> And um, during a press conference, um, the I can't remember who she played with, and she made a comment to say that um, it was irritating, that her beads were irritating her. So, you know, okay. for a young, um, you know, um, wow. athlete and, you know, and you're, and you're playing and, you know, she actually lost, Venus actually lost as well. Like you're saying, imagine oh. you've lost, now you have to sit in front of people and be interviewed. And then the person you've lost to now tells you that your, your beads were irritating her. Mm. You know what I mean? The impact of that on, on someone and then mm. being able to come back in front of the cameras again, or mm. even step out onto the court and, and, and play. I think we need to take our, our hat, you know, our hats yeah. off to, to Venus Absol- um, for doing that. Absolutely. So maybe they should do the press conferences 24 hours after the <laughs> event. So people have had time to reflect. <laughs> you know, you catch people in the, in the moment. Marinate. Time to marinate. Yeah, yeah. You have to marinate. Let it marinate. Soak in. 
put in the fridge for a few hours and then come exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's important. Oh, my word. <laughs> I think it's important. So um, this conversation, and I'm very conscious of the time. Um, I've, I've had a blast. I've learned so much from you. Have you got any, um, you. Have you got any words for um, fellow uh, clinicians to be more vocal in this digital space so that we can share more stories like what we're doing now? Yeah, you know what? What's amazing is that there are amazing clinicians out there, amazing skill sets, amazing knowledge out there. Um, I meet with these fantastic individuals on a daily basis and what they share and what they do is just mind blowing. Um, and it would be nice to bring that information forward and actually share the amazing work. I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, thank you to the NHS. Okay, mm. brilliant. They have done something absolutely amazing, but there are individuals in there, the clinicians, the nurses that are doing a lot of this hard work. And I think they need to, we all need to come forward and really showcase our profession and, and, and wear it with pride and talk about our success stories. There's so many of them. At mm. the moment um, in, 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 in where, where I work, um, we're compiling success stories and it's success, success stories during the pandemic. And you'd see a lot of them are from people just going above and beyond, nurses going above and beyond and learning new skills as well. So that, that in itself is something to share on this platform because a lot of people had, had to change services, had to yeah. do what they would not normally do um, and, and just ran with it. So there's a lot to share. So please do come on to these. I mean, all nurses I'm talking to and and really share your, your experiences, really share what's been going on out there because there's a lot, a lot, a, a lot going on. Wow, fantastic. And on that note, we shall close. I'll catch you up on the other side. Melody, you've been a star. Fantastic. Mic Drop Club, we're out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom. Boom.